It's June, and that means vacations, barbecues, pool parties, but more importantly, it's Pride Month. Welcome to No Two Gays About It, the podcast that gives voice to the over 50 gay male. I'm Tom Burke. And I'm Michael Foley. Happy Pride. Yep. Happy Pride. Today we're talking all things Pride. Michael, are you all ready for your Pride Month? Do you have your Pride bikini ready to go? Um, I gave up my Pride bikini back in the 80s. Um, And it was a one piece, actually, not a bikini. Because, you know, it's the tummy thing. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. You know, the festivities have already started and, um, it's a month I've always looked forward to since I came out way back in 1981. How about you? What's happening on your pride agenda? I don't know yet. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Send those invitations my way and I'll be there. I've got plenty of rainbow clothing. Um, so yeah, I could could attest to that. Okay. There you can. (laughs) Um, yeah, I um, met Michael for dinner uh, this week, last week. My husband, Michael, a friend of ours, Alana, Michael, uh, showing me, throwing a little shade over to me in my fantastic Palm Springs outfit that I had on. It was an outfit. It was matchy-matchy, top it, and bottom. It was. I looked sensational. Um, All right, let's get talking about Pride. But before we actually can talk about the when did it start and, you know, what is Pride all about? Well, that's what we need to talk about. What is Pride all about? What's the meaning behind Pride Month? Can you tell us? I can. Um, Okay. You know, Pride grew out of a bunch of activists, um, demonstrations in the mid to late 60s. Right. And then when the Stonewall riot happened in 1969, June of 1969, the following year, these activists in New York, Philadelphia, and DC got together and felt the fight needed to be taken nationwide. And that is the beginning of Pride. And well, they are, there was a Pride um, march held in Los Angeles, Chicago, and New York. Um, and it has grown exponentially ever since. Well, but but what's the actual meaning behind Pride? Why is, do we have this going on? It is to take ownership of who we are and to live our lives out and proud and not allow society to suffocate that in all of us as they did for decades upon decades. Yeah, it's definitely a time to stop and celebrate where we have come and where we came from. Uh, uh, Let me read something that I found. I I love this whole sentence. Pride is a time to celebrate our identities, express our authentic selves, and stand in solidarity with each other. To take a moment as a community to come together and take stock of all of our advances, but also the setbacks that we've been so that we can look forward to even more growth. Growth. I thought that was really great. And I, I do like the fact that we have been fighting. It's been a, a long, however, 69, 60 years, something um, to, to celebrate. That's what pride is all about. It's to find the joy where we've come from. Uh, I love that part of pride, that it is a, a joyful celebration. 
Absolutely. And also to pay honor to those who came before us and who allowed us to stand on the ground we stand on right now and to celebrate their accomplishments and their lives. Totally. I mean, that's that's the other thing. I think even you have to like bring it back to the very beginning before Stonewall happened in 1969, the late 60s, it was against the law to be openly gay. I mean, most of us over 50 gay male, uh, or at least over 60 gay male, males out there, we were alive when it was against the law to be who we are innately. How freaking crazy is that? It's, it's, it's beyond crazy. And, and that's why Stonewall happened, because it was against the law to be openly gay, and Stonewall was a bar in New York City um, where they were just being themselves, just coming together, but that was against the law. And um, one of the great things that happened at Stonewall um, it was everyone that was kind of standing up for for their rights, but it was a group of um, trans people of color who stood up, and I, I think that's freaking amazing. And the drag know? community, oh, totally the drag yeah. queens, but the fact that these trans women or men of color, who, I mean, talk about in 1969 being shunned and they were like f you new york city cops and that's what started this whole uh stonewall uh which is so amazing um and what makes me happy on that fateful night when the police officers once again came in and started brutalizing the people at the stonewall inn we fought back it wasn't just a demonstration there was literally hand-to-hand combat and of a community that just said, that's enough. Right. And that is such a remarkable moment. Incredible, which is why the next year they decided we need to do something to commemorate this. We need to have some sort of celebration. And they created um, the very first parade. And here's a question for you. Do you know why it's called Pride? Um, No, tell me. I will tell you. <laughs> so it was that next year, 1970, when they decided, yes, we do have to have a celebration. We do need to do something to commemorate what we did last year, how we stood up for ourselves and fought. And like you said, battled. Um, and it was a woman named Brenda Howard, who was a bisexual woman living in New York City, And she was the one organizing this whole event. And her nickname was Mother of Pride. And everyone called her the Mother of Pride. And then it was like the Mother of Pride's Parade, the Mother of Pride's Parade. And then it just became the Pride Parade. And so that one woman, that one bisexual woman, Brenda, living in New York, what an amazing legacy to leave that she started, you know, is called Pride because she was the mother of Pride. How awesome is that? Yeah, and let me just point out, she did this with a group of other activists around the country with no internet. Right. No, there was, you know, there was no social media. We're talking true true legwork here. And sweat 
and blood. And she put all of that into making sure we were seen. And what a remarkable legacy to leave. Right? Not only her, but all of those people, all the drag community that was fighting, the the trans people of color that were fighting. And here's a, an aside, and I know you know this as well. Michael and I both live in Palm Springs, and we have a drag queen that is living in Palm Springs named Bijou. Um, i got to find Bijou's real name because I want to... It's so amazing. But Bijou was at Stonewall when this happened and is still performing here. Um, William Perez. Yeah. Name is William Perez. Bijou. Still performing here in Palm Springs. Still putting on those heels. She is. And do you remember when I, uh, maybe a few weeks ago, I told you about um, this screening of Thoroughly Modern Millie I went to see. Right. Yes. Bijou Bijou performed at the beginning of it. Unbelievable, right? It was awesome. She showed up. She was dressed to the nines in this flapper outfit. And from even before during the cocktail hour, she was, she was entertaining the masses. Unbelievable. um, Just to, just to see that and to see that, legacy she brought with her was right. was quite humbling. Yeah, I just hope that all the the younger gays out there um, realize what people like Bijou did for them because Absolutely. it's because of Bijou and because of that drag community and everybody who was at the Stonewall Inn why we're able to do what we're able to do today. Um, so I really do hope that that the history is being learned by the younger gays. You know? Yeah, me too. I really do. I, 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 I hope that that is a thing these days. Um, and I, I know I spend a lot of time with, um, I've mentioned this before, I have a lot of younger friends and um, I always push them. I'm like, know your history. Right. Please. It, it not only serves them, it serves who came before them and it's going to serve who comes after them. Yes, exactly. Um, hey, I've got another bit of history um, surrounding this whole month of pride. We're all aware of the rainbow flag, right, that symbolizes pride, correct? Do you, Michael, know where and when that first came to be? I do. Okay, uh, tell us. Um, it came to be in San Francisco. Right. By, by another activist. Um, who, well, he was also an artist. You absolutely. Know, with, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, uh, on some level, I sort of have that all artists are activists. On, um, mm. so, uh, you're, you know, creating art is, is making a stand. Okay. I think. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, that's just me. That's just my, so my take that- on it. So that artist who painted that life-size portrait of Donald Trump, he's, he's an activist? I mean, for, in, his, in his mind, I'm sure he is. Okay. You know, and that's the Fantastic. thing about activism. There's usually two sides, which is why there has to be activism, right? Sure, there's more um, than two sides. There's all kinds of sides, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, but all the right, name so is eluding the, me. Tell me his name. Back to the flag. Um, Gilbert Baker. Um, in San Francisco, and he was commissioned to do that. Do you know by who? Tell me. Harvey Milk. We all know Harvey Milk, right? Mm -hmm. The first openly gay elected official in the U.S. He was a city supervisor in San Francisco, Harvey Milk. 
Um, he commissioned Gilbert Baker to create some sort of symbol, and then that became the flag. And he chose the um, rainbow. And I think that I have to get these exact things. Uh, according to Baker, he chose the rainbow because it's the rainbow of humanity to symbolize all genders and races. Each of the six colors of the rainbow flag represents a different aspect of the LGBTQ movement, and they are life, healing, sunlight, nature, serenity, and spirit. And that follows the order of Roy G. Biv, which we all learned way back when in the Stone Age. Do you remember Roy G. Biv? Tell us who is Roy G. Biv. Um, it's the colors of the rainbow. It's a, it's a way to remember the order of the color of the rainbows. I, I had no clue about that. Really? Really? So it's red, orange, yellow, green. Uh, blue, B. Roy G. <laughs> blue and violet. I, I can spell. I don't know this, but I certainly can spell. <laughs> oh, my God. That was like one of the... I remember learning that in science class really early on. I have no idea when, but yeah, Roy G. Bid has always stuck with me. Did, did you wear a helmet to work and ride on a special bus? Yes, I did. Okay, I was just wondering. No, yes. um, no see, I've never heard of that. That's wow, pretty cool. Okay. But yeah, yes, cool. The, what, those, those, those little those, uh, things you just gave follow that order. Life so healings. red is life. Exactly. Got it. Okay, very cool. So not only those six colors. So he did that in, what, 1978. But then in 2017... In Philadelphia, for their pride, they they added black and brown stripes, and those, uh, as we all know, represent the LGBTQ people of color, because at the time, and still, they are are feeling a bit marginalized from our community, um, which is really an unfortunate thing. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. But now, you know, they, they feel a little bit more included on our flag. And then in the last few years, we've added two more colors onto this flag. Baby blue and light pink, and those Michaels. those represent the trans community. There you go. So again, our, and it's ironic that those colors would be added so late, um, just because those are the people who again started started yeah. Stonewall. But yeah, I mean, I guess maybe in the beginning they felt that those six colors represented everybody, right. but uh, they just needed to get a little bit more specific because we like to be specific in this world. Um, so yeah, that's very cool. So um, it's it is important to like know that like we see that that symbol, that flag everywhere, but to know that it was Harvey Milk, amazing, you know, first openly gay elected official who commissioned some artist who also was an activist to create this symbol, which became worldwide known. I mean, I'm sure Gilbert was not thinking. This is going to be the symbol of gay freedoms for around the planet. Exactly. How amazing is that? I, um, I a quick story that I just I watched this video um, in the last couple of days of Harvey Milk. Great. At a at a, at a uh, town hall meeting, and he was addressing the issue of grooming. That's how that's how long this issue has been around. Wow. And he skewered this woman who accused him and what he was doing and the stance he was taking of grooming children and he reminded her that he was a boy who went to a heterosexual school 
who had heterosexual teachers, who lived in a heterosexual world, who was bombarded with heterosexual media, and yet he was still a gay man. Right. And there was that moment on this woman's face where you could tell she just she was just like, oh, I got nothing for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's amazing that today that is still their battle cry. Well, all of us, all of us gay men over 50, over 40, we didn't have anything gay out in the world. There, We didn't get to go to Target and see rainbow t-shirts. We all were taught, at you know, by straight people or people who were posing as straight. We all had our parents who, like... I just don't see how they get that. Like, oh, now it's happening? But what What about all of us? Where did yeah. we come from then? You know, that it just makes no sense. No well, sense it, it at does, all. because if, if they were to admit that there was something other than their Neanderthal beliefs, that this is a life choice, they would have to admit that they were wrong. Right. And they would rather take that to the grave than to say, you know what? We were wrong because you guys have been here since the beginning of time. Yeah. You know, way back in Egypt and in, in indigenous cultures, there were the two-spirited people right. who were our trans ancestors. And there was no social media. There, was, there were no gay newspapers. There was, right. there was none of that stuff. And yet we were still there. So, well, I mean, yeah, look at the, the guys at uh, the people, sorry, the people at uh, the Stonewall Inn, the, the drag community that was there then. They weren't, their parents were taking them to like drag reading things at the library. They weren't watching RuPaul's Drag Race on television because it wasn't there. Right. And yet they still became who they were. Um, so just nuts. It's just nuts. Yeah. But which, which even just feeds us more to, yes, we do need to have this month to celebrate us, to celebrate where we have come from. And like I said in the very beginning, to just take a moment and step back and go like, okay, these are all the things we achieved this year. These are the things, the setbacks that maybe we have had this year. Not to dwell on them and get all angry during this month, just to note them and still celebrate who we are as a community and how amazing all of us are um, because we are just like that that flag we are all so many different colors you know there's not just oh here's the gay people we're all red you know no we are all these colors and we you know each one of us is just filled with different colors when we're allowed to be who we are and uh, and i think that's why you know cindy Lauper's song true colors Right. has become such an anthem for our community because it speaks to our hearts and it well, makes us feel included. She wrote that for her sister, right? Who is a gay woman. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she, she wrote it from her heart to all ours. through, and it was just through love. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yes. It, it, was, it was that bridge. And it's amazing how that song still resonates with, you know, our community and how you hear it, especially during this month. Sure. Pretty much everywhere you go. Yeah, which is great. They are, yeah. yeah, there are so many of those songs, the pride songs, you know, like the, the song from... Um, what? 
We are family. Yeah, we are family. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I am what I am from uh, Lacage. Lacage. Yeah, all of those songs that are the anthems of our pride, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, so amazing. And th- those those say to us, "We see you." That means so much. Sure. I remember when Barack Obama gave his inaugural and he did something that came out of the blue but made me weep. He included us in his speech. Cool. First time ever in front of our White House that a president of the United States included our community. That was such a, I will never forget that moment. Yeah, that's fantastic. And that's what, you know, that's another reason why we as out gay men who are living in areas that we can be, we're free to be who we are, to to have these celebrations that maybe there are some young guys and, and girls or, and, you know, non-binary people living in areas where they are, cannot be who they are, but they can maybe see us um, celebrating. and. And so we're saying to them, we know you're there. We, we do see you um, and that you're not able to step into the light right now, but know that we're here for you. And when you're ready, we'll support you. So I think pride, this Pride Month is such an amazing thing for on so many different levels, you know. Um, let me ask you, because you have been this activist your entire life, um, Tell us some of your pride experiences over the years. Um, Well, I remember my very first pride. It was in 1982. Um, So I had already been out about 10 months. And I met some friends in Jersey and we took the train in because we knew driving into the village would be a, 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 a nightmare. So we get off the subway stop at Christopher Street. And it was so overwhelming to see thousands of people lining Christopher Street. Right. And I just remember all of those years of feeling so alone. And then you walk into this and it was like, it was like walking into the sun. It was just remarkable on so many levels. And then I see the parade. And it was activists back then. And it was people using their voice to say, we're here, we're queer, (laughs) we're not going away. Um, And I think that lit that spark in me. That was like, I want to be that. Um, and it's, it's just, it's, it's that pride experience. I will never forget. Fantastic. Um, and I've had, I've, I've had a number of them in a, in a number of different cities across the country and around the world during pride. Um, but that one for me is the one that resonates so deeply and will never leave me. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So, so you've been to prides and well, tell us some of the cities that you've been New York, LA, Chicago, Miami, um, Amsterdam, um, 
Yeah, there's there's been a lot. I got I got around. Um, well, we all know, and that, I and but, I feel it's um, I feel it's hugely important because different cities celebrate differently. And you know, it was a fun thing for me all the time, <laughs> especially after um, I became part of ACT UP and uh, was working at the Gay Men's Health Crisis. <clears throat> you always had those activists from the other side, the right, who would be corralled into this little area, and it was the Christian right who was like, you're going to burn in hell and all that other stuff. Right. And I had some friends who we would go up very nicely and have conversations with them. So why are you here? What is, what is your point? Well, God hates fags. It's like, well, actually, do you follow the teachings of Jesus? And they're like, of course we do. I'm like, well, you do realize Jesus never said a word about homosexuality, right? Well, that's not true. Leviticus, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, well, that wasn't Jesus, just FYI. Right. And you know that poly cotton blend you're wearing right now? That's also an abomination. So, and if you had bacon this morning, you're going to burn right along with us. And they couldn't wrap their heads around that. Um, and then they would, get, they would eventually get frustrated and then throw out the usual, you know, their usual go-to. Well, it's about Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. And I, I said to one of them once, that's purely about procreation. And he looked at me in all seriousness and said, you gays are always pro this and pro that. And me and my friend's jaw hit the street. And I was like, procreation. <laughs> it's about having children. Right. It's not about being pro anything. And then very nicely, I said, you know what? You need to go home and read a book. And we walked away. But that moment <laughs> where he didn't even, this is somebody who said that they follow the Bible, right. had no idea what procreation was. Well, so many people that, you know, say that they're following the Bible really have never read the Bible. So, you know. Yeah, they, they know their talking points. It's like Fox News people. Exactly. Yeah. And so what, what, what are some of your pride experiences? Well, my, mine are not, um, I've never really been to pride. I, I'm pretty sure I've been to one in LA, just kind of like walked through it once. But my, I've never been one of those like, of, you know, as you, the activists out there in the streets, but I have definitely celebrated Pride in a, you know, smaller way. Or one of the ways that my husband and I do, you know, have celebrated is through, you know, um, some sort of like fundraiser for some, for something to do with Pride. Uh, that's how we find our, you know, our uh, pride in each other and in our community, it's on a smaller level, which is something that, you know, is very important to understand that, yes, there are those activists who are out there. There are those people who are out on the floats and screaming and having so much fun and celebrating. But then there are those people that are just having little backyard barbecues, and that's the way that they celebrate pride. There's no one way to actually celebrate the pride of our community. It's, yeah, you know, pride is a very personal thing, and how exactly. someone chooses to celebrate right. themselves is com completely on them. You know, not everybody is an activist, not everybody has that in them, but other people are great at fundraising, right, and organizing, and um, you know, doing other things. So, but there, you know, some people just don't like crowds, so they don't want to go to the big 
pride events. Other people, you know, feel very uncomfortable in that kind of situation. So, yeah, as you said, it's such a personal thing. And however you, whoever's out there listening, however you feel you want to celebrate the pride of our community, the pride of uh, the people that have come before us who've set these the wheels into motion to to get to where we are today whatever way you want to do it it's great you be you you know that's the best thing i was totally remiss because how could i forget palm springs pride which Um, is in november correct uh uh yes the first week of november um and i would love for you to come this year because it's such a different experience okay and they they close off about a mile of of road here and um it's just games and booths and and music and it's 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 very different from los angeles so i think you guys i think you guys would really 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 enjoy it so okay i want to push you to go this year when it comes around okay and that's something to note as well that yes june is the pride month throughout the world but as with palm springs certain cities have their pride celebrations at different times throughout the year so that this pride continues throughout the year it's not just a one month and done we're we're not going to be proud anymore it's over and as you said it is such an international thing now um you know australia brazil I, i saw on television and i did not know this one of the gayest cities in the entire world is Tel Aviv. Did you know that? I knew that there was a thriving scene. I didn't realize it was that Holy huge. smokes. I watched uh, this whole thing about the, the gay community there and their pride from last year uh, and that they're going to try to, you know, up it this year. And I was like, I had no clue. No clue whatsoever. So how brilliant is that? You know, but of course, there's there's also Toronto and Vancouver and, you know, all the really major cities. But also, like I said, there are smaller cities that are doing their celebrations of pride in their way. You know, I just I just saw. So when I came out, um, I came out. My first bar was in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Um, I a friend was posting pictures from their pride parade this past week. Um, and it just made me warm and fuzzy. Yeah. Because this, you know, little short town in Jersey is, is now having their own pride parade and has been for a while. And it's, it was just, it was just kind of awesome. And it brought back so many wonderful memories of Asbury park during the eighties. And believe it or not, there were seven gay bars there. Um, Wow! Yeah, okay. and now the, and now this little little town in Jersey on the on the shore has their own pride, and and I'm a, sure that there are little towns all across the country that are doing their own little versions of pride, which is fantastic. So, you know, keep that up, and it and it's like I said earlier as well. It, it's for those younger people who aren't ready to step into the light to see that people like them are there as well. You yeah, know, and so you know many... what? There, there are a lot of people in our generation too who still oh, yeah. can't step into that light because of the restraints society and religion had put on us. So right. let's encourage them to step into that light as well because we're here for you. 
And yet, if you can't, if you still can't do it, know that we understand that, you know, no one is forcing you to do anything, you know, no one's forcing you to get up on a, a float in a little rainbow speedo and gyrate up there. That's not what this is all about. It's just, it's about celebrating who we are as a community and where we've come and definitely celebrating those people in 1969 who started this whole thing for us because without them we might all still be hiding in the shadows yeah and pride is also about celebrating who you are exactly yeah whatever that may be again you do you whoever you are you do you in the best light that you can um because we are a rainbow and every single color is a valid and essential color. None of the others can exist without. Aww. <laughs> that smell, was brilliant. Smell me. How was that? that was I, have, I have moments. I have moments. Yeah. Wow. I'm actually going to probably steal that. Uh, <laughs> so that was, that was great. Yes, we all, we all have our color. Um, so let your color shine. Uh, fantastic. So this is great. So any, tell us, do you have any like big plans, any specific plans for this pride month for you? Um, going back to Los Angeles next week. Okay. I missed their, I missed their pride, um, which was also last week. Um, but me and a group of guys are going to Disney and we're going to make it so gay that it's not going to be funny. Like it isn't already. I know. Is it, is I, it I, gay I days? Is this gay days at no, gay or, days. Or it's um, just you guys showing up is making it gay days. Well, there is there is a Pride Month acknowledgement on Disney's okay. part. Because as oh, you know, fantastic. right now at Disney World, there's this huge convention going on and, and giving Miss DeSantis the big middle finger. You um, go, Disney World. But yeah, there's a lot of homos there in June. Um, and we do our thing. But gay days are now in... They moved it to October and it coincides okay. with their Halloween haunt. Oh, so unless okay, something cool. has changed and since I left LA, I'm pretty sure that's still when it is. Fantastic. All right. Well, I hope that you have an amazing gay time in Disneyland. What's on and, your big gay agenda? You know, like I said, I don't have anything yet. I'm waiting Come for to all Disney. Those... Come uh, to Disney. I'm just not the Disney guy, <laughs> but um, I know there will be Palm Springs is probably the most social city I've ever been lived in and so i'm sure there will be plenty of gay festivities oh uh, what did i invite you to in a couple of weeks remember they're closing down arenas yes a big gay barbecue a big gay barbecue yeah, great for, for pride month so um great you're gonna go to that i'm going to go to that so that's Excellent. one thing for me to look forward to so awesome so you know we would love everyone out there to share with us your pride celebration events, everything that you're doing out there or things that you feel are important to talk about Pride, let us know. Michael, how can people do that? Um, you guys could reach us at no 2 about it, and that is the number two on any of the social media platforms except for Twitter. So we are on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. And you could also Gmail us at no 2 about it. Again, the number two. Um, no two gays about it at gmail.com. And these are Tom's favorite places because you get to see his prettiness. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> or, he's such a, sh- he's wearing leather today. Is that for Pride Month? I'm, I want to ask. Uh, no, it's no? not. Okay. Um, it's just how I roll. <laughs> all right. Uh, and do you want to tell them where they could see us? Yes. 
you want to see us, there are two places you can do that. You can go to YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. It's uh, just as Michael said earlier, it's no two gays about it with the number two. And if you'd like to support our fantastic podcast, you can see videos of us at Patreon. How can they get us at Patreon? I have no idea. It's patreon.com forward slash no two gays about it. There you um, go. And become part of our Patreon family. And We'd you get early you. access to videos and little shorts and stuff like that. So, um, Fantastic. Yeah. If you want to support us in a different way, pop on Great. over there. So now, Michael, what we normally do now is my favorite segment of our show, which is the Savage Side Eye. The Savage Side Eye. I, can I give a quick one? And I, I know we want to keep it happy, but somebody texted. Well, no, we can, we can savagely side eye whoever you'd like. This is where Michael and I get throw a little shade onto somebody who is bugging us or doing something against our community. So who are you throwing some shade to? Who's that savage side eye being thrown at? Fasten your seatbelts. Um, it's going to be us. Us, us two homosexuals sitting here having conversation because in last week's show yes. about gay icons, yes. we left out four huge icons. Okay. And that would be B. Arthur, Betty White, Rue McClanahan, and Estelle Getty, the Golden Girls, who, come on, how did we miss them? I, I, Nah. But anyway, um, I'm giving us the side eye for, for well, neglecting to mention those four amazing women and their contribution. I think they're four amazing women. I'm not quite sure they're icons. Um, that's okay. Right. We all have our own um, opinions. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, I was, okay, come on. They did, they did shows on gay marriage and AIDS long before it was popular and took very big risks. So okay. they are endeared to our community, I think, forever. Um, okay. At least in my heart. And you know what? I know, oh my gosh, I know so many younger folks um, in the community who discovered the Golden Girls and they're like, okay, this is better than sliced bread. But okay, just so amazing. I'm going to let you even cast a larger side eye to me. I'm not a Golden Girls fan. <gasps> I, I never watched oh. the show. I've seen a couple of them. I've kind of chuckled, but I'm like, no, it's not my thing. Sorry. So one of these nights where you're at home and searching no. for something to watch, no. start at season two and just go from there. Just a couple. Yeah. I am. Especially the one where Blanche's, <laughs> Blanche's brother comes out to her as gay. And then he's in a subsequent episode where he brings his partner back to the house because they're getting married. And, you know, Blanche being Blanche has a really hard time with it, which is ironic. Um, and it's, it's usually Estelle Getty who in those moments has the pearl of wisdom who, who brings the conversation back to... Love is love. Okay. And then Blanche got it. Okay. But anyway, you don't have to be a Golden Girls fan. But I'm Thank giving you us the side, I'm giving us the side eye regardless. All right. And fine. Give it to me. I'm fine <laughs> for not being a big Golden Girls fan. That's I know right. it's, a, it's a thing, but, you know. 
We all have our things, right? We do. We do. Awesome. All right. Well, Michael, uh, happy Pride to you. Um, I hope you have a very joyful and celeb- celebratory, yeah, celebratory month. Um, feeling the pride of yourself and everything that you've done for our community. I think that's great. You're another person. All of you activists are people that we are proud of and and very um, thankful, grateful for the work that you've done. So I hope you feel that as well during this month. Thank you. And I have to say, you know, we are nothing without people like you who support us and make donations and do the fundraisers. So, you know, again, it's the colors of the rainbow. We don't exist without you. So thank you. Thank you. And thank everyone out there for listening to us and supporting our No Two Gays About It podcast. We hope you all have an amazing, colorful, happy, joyful Pride Month. And until next time. Until next time. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Jessica, back there doing all the legwork for us. We love you. Thank you.